This is Darnell Nurse from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. All right, so Nurse and the Oilers in Seattle. The game is tomorrow. 12.30 face-off show. Puck drop at 2 here on 6.30, Chet. There's the goal horn again. I think this one's going to count for the Oil Kings. Can you hear the horn, Angie? Oh, yeah, loud and clear. Okay, good. So <laughs> that cuts the Medicine Hat lead to 3-1 here at Rogers Place with 4.48 left in the first period. The Oil Kings did have an earlier goal that was disallowed. In the NHL, three games have gone final. They have all ended 5-2. Flyers over the Sabres, Maple Leafs over the Hurricanes, and the Blues over the Capitals. The odds of three NHL games that all started at the same time and all ended around the same time, all ending 5-2, are 1 in 38 billion. Actually, I don't know. It just seems like it's something that wouldn't be very probable. Never tell me the odds. That's from, that's from Star Wars, Angie. Okay, I'll trust you on Angie's that one. like, why did I have to work? Why can't Kellen work? Hey, I used to watch Star Wars and Star Trek, so we're good here. Blue Jackets and Ducks play at uh, 8 o'clock. As Steve, Sir, and I were discussing for only the second time ever, a 16 seed has beat a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. Fairleigh Dickinson over Purdue, 63-58. That's a stunner. And at the University Cup, the University of Prince Edward Island, the number eight seed beats the number one Calgary Dinos 4-2. Earlier, Alberta hammered Windsor 7-0. Tyler Prezuzo had three goals and two assists. The Golden Bears were up 4-0 before the game was six minutes old. They had three power play goals on a five-minute power play. So Bears and Panthers tomorrow at four o'clock mountain time, playing in Charlottetown. So the hosts have knocked off the one Alberta team. Now they will try to upset the other. Okay. I am pleased to welcome back to the 630 Chet Airwaves, boxer McKenna Tansley. McKenna, you're on with Reed. How are you doing? Good, thanks. How are you? I am doing very well. It's nice to talk to you again. You joined me during last year's playoff. Uh, we had a, a segment on the Faceoff show called The Fan of the Night the fan of the game and you were the fan of the game so I got to know you a little bit there and uh, you had a pretty significant victory here was this last weekend in your boxing career tell us what happened yeah yeah last Friday I fought um, so I fought for the NABF which is the North American title under the WBC and then the WBA Continental America titles and I came out victorious so I'm now the champ with both of those Okay, so uh, two belt. How did the fight go? Was it a decision? Did you knock out your opponent? What happened? Yeah, it was a decision. It went all eight rounds. I was fighting a tough Mexican fighter. It was it was a great fight. It was super action-packed the whole time from start to finish. It was definitely a crowd favorite. So it was um, a well-fought fight. I, I won a pretty, pretty heavy um, advantage, unanimous decision. So uh, where was it again? It was in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Okay. Oh, so how come it was? Uh, is, is that just how things got to put put together? Was there some tie for you or her to fight there? What's the story? Um, so I'm actually training down in Pennsylvania now. So um, that's kind of where I'm positioned up. I'm about an hour outside of Bethlehem in a town called Reading. So about an hour outside of Philadelphia. Okay. And how come you went there to train? You know, it's just. Um, 
It's a really action-packed area. I mean, you're just outside Philadelphia. Philly is boxing, so there's a ton of different fighters there. There's a ton of experience and everything. So just kind of looking to take everything to the next level as I um, push forward to try make it to the world title stage. Right on. Okay. And you're still relatively early in your career, right? Because we talked a couple of days ago. What is it, nine pro fights for you now? Yeah, I have nine pro fights, so I'm still pretty early on. And, you know, it's incredible because women's boxing is on such the horizon right now. And this fight, I mean, before this fight, I was ranked number seven in the world with the WBA. So I'm hoping that I'll crack top five after this fight. Sorry, what weight class are you again? Bantamweight, so 118 pounds. Okay, so bantamweight. So, well, I was going to ask you that. So you're hoping to move up in the rankings here. Uh, I, I don't know if you have something lined up, but when you win, you know, when you when you take a significant step like you did, do, do you start getting calls immediately for the next one, or does that give you a little bit more cachet to start arranging things from your camp? How does it work? Yeah, I mean, you know, right now we're looking to build up a little bit, so we'd like to get a little bit more experience under our belts. Um, you know, we're starting to look at what our next options are, but we're really hoping within the next year that we'll challenge for one of the four main world titles. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Uh, and, of course, uh, what, what was your neighborhood here in Edmonton? Um, I'm from Sherwood Park. Or Sherwood Park. Oh, see, now everybody in Sherwood Park hates me. <laughs> no, that's all good. <laughs> all right, so you grew up in Sherwood Park. And when, when did you seriously, remind me of your story here, because it is pretty cool. When did you seriously start pursuing boxing? How long ago? I didn't start boxing until I was 24, actually. Yeah, well, so I've been. Yeah, so I've been doing it for about six and a half years now. Um I did three years amateur, and now I'm about three and a half in the pro so far. Yeah, okay. Uh, so how, look, as much as we follow, uh, you know, the, the big-time sports, you know, NHL in Edmonton is obviously the biggest sport. Most athletes who are even doing a sport professionally, you know, the, the, the riches and the fame aren't necessarily there, right? So are you able to box full-time do you still have to work like how, how does it do you have a sponsor i'm just curious because you know, it's, it's a lot of dedication and it's a lot of grunt work i guess right to, to move up totally totally yeah no and it's definitely a slow climb and especially for women i mean women are starting to make significantly more in the sport where it becomes realistic i have a full-time job outside of it so I'm the creative director at a company called Urge Solutions. Um, so I do run our entire marketing division, um, which is awesome. And it allows me the flexibility to kind of get the training in and um, work at the same time. Okay, so you're able to work remotely while you're in Pennsylvania? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I do everything remotely. Yeah, well, that's, that's amazing. So you're incredibly dedicated. Um, yeah. Uh, now, this past week... Do you are you totally in rest and recover mode? Did you do any sort of training or anything athletic? You know, the week or two after a fight. You know, this week I'm just in relaxation mode, kind of let my body recover. I've had two fights in the last month, so four weeks before this one, I went down to the Dominican Republic and fought. So it's definitely been a pretty packed um, six weeks for me between training and fighting twice. So I'll take a week, and then we're looking to be really active this year. I mean, we're hoping to at least get 
you know, somewhere between seven to ten fights, I think, is what we're aiming for. So oh, wow. I'll take a week, and then I'll I'll go right back into fight camp. So I'm in Victoria right now, just seeing some friends and family, and then um, in about a week, I'll head back down to the States for, for my next training camp. Well, that is I, – I didn't realize you just fought four weeks before this one. That's intense. That, wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess you got to push, right? You got to win. You got to get noticed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it was. It's awesome to be able to fight this frequently, and some big opportunities are coming. So, when I head down to the states, I actually head down to Houston and um, to join the training camp with a uh, girl who fights for Golden Boy and has three three world titles right now. So, so what do you say? You've been pro about three years. Yeah, about three and a half now. So now that you've you've settled into it. How's the reality as compared to the hope or the expectation when you got into it? You know, <laughs> I don't even know if when I started boxing, this is what I really expected to have happen. It was just kind of a, I think this is fun to try. And every time I get into the ring, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And it blows my expectations every time. So I feel like I'm living a dream that... <laughs> most people you know this is this is what most people want to go for and it's insane to see that it just keeps getting bigger yeah well good for you i I really appreciate that you came on the show especially as you're trying to sort of uh like you said catch up with friends and family uh victoria (laughs) no i appreciate you having me out this week well, I, I, you know, since I mentioned, I fo- you, know, you know who first mentioned you to me was Gene Principe. Yeah, you know what? He, such a great guy, honestly. He always messages me before and after my fights and follows along my career, so it's been incredible to have his support. Uh, you might have to bug me sometimes when you deserve some attention, but I, <laughs> I, I'm glad you came on. And I just, I just feel terrible that I asked you what neighborhood you were from, and you're from Sherwood Park. Because I know Sherwood Park no, people good. probably hate that, don't they? Oh. No, not at all. I don't. Honestly, <laughs> I, I've spent so much time in the city, too, so all of it's home. Okay, McKenna, thanks for checking in. Congratulations on uh, winning those belts. And, yes, absolutely, keep in touch as you move forward, okay? Sounds good. Thank you. That is Sherwood Park boxer McKenna Tansley, currently having some R&R in Victoria, training in Pennsylvania, where she also fought, fought in the Dominican Republic about a month before that. We will definitely keep uh, an eye on her. She won the NABF belt. That's the North American belt of the WBC and the WBA Continental Americas belt, bantamweight, and uh, shooting for the world championships uh, as well. Awesome to have her on the show. 780-496-0063 is our open line number presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed pro all the way. Devin Shore from your Edmonton Oilers. Why is he playing so well? And what fans did he mingle with last night? Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Oilers and Kraken tomorrow. Oilers got the two leading scorers in the league. Nuge having a great season. Hyman having a great season, though he's been a little banged up. Not sure if he's going to play tomorrow. And getting uh, more contributions from some of their depth players as well, including Devin Shore. Yeah, I think I think we're playing the right way. We're, put, we're putting an emphasis on really taking care of our end and then 
just trying to spend more time in their end than than ours. And if you do that, then you let your instincts take over. And you look at Derek Ryan, you look at Ryan McLeod and Clem, kind of whoever's on on that fourth line. If you get down there and with some time and space, just because you're on the fourth line doesn't mean you can't make something happen. And yeah, we're, we're there, there's, the confidence is good right now. And and uh, yeah, just, just taking care of the little things first, and then that kind of leads to more opportunities to, to make stuff happen. Well, and, and you guys kind of, I think, probably more than ever since you've been here anyway, the ability to come in waves, mm -hmm. right? I mean, one and done is kind of a bad phrase in hockey, yeah. but you guys aren't that team anymore. Yeah, it's, and it's so important in hockey, and especially this time of year. You gotta have, you know, four lines and, and three D pair who, who you trust out against anybody else on the other team. That's kind of the, just the nature of how the playoffs work. And, and right now it's going good and it's it's on us to, to keep it going. You can't can't sit on that and give yourself a pat on the back and you know just rest on it. It's, it's something you're continuously working at, continuously uh, getting better at, and trying not to be satisfied. Yeah. Okay. Uh Apparently, you had a bit of a fun meeting last night. Yeah. What happened with the German fans? Yeah, they they, uh, they reached out and and uh, they're on a they're on a big trip from Germany. They're they're all big Oilers fans, and uh, they're on a, they're on a trip from Germany. So uh, they reached if they can they can meet me after, and and I said yes. And it was it was really a pleasure to meet them. They're they're really genuine people, and you can tell they're they're good fans. You know, like the. For them to come all the way out here and, and, and cheer us on like that, it speaks to their loyalty and, and, and yeah, just very kind people. And it was, it was very refreshing and, and nice to, to meet a group like that. It was, it, was, it was awesome. Did you see the video of the guy explaining why he's a, a Devon Shore fan? No, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't, no. He, he said he, he says you're a real good team guy and you're you're happy for your teammates and you've been up and down in any respects that, you, you know, you just jump in and play your role. Yeah, oh, that's nice of him to say. I appreciate that. Do you... Uh, so, so but they, they messaged you and said, could you meet us after the game? Yeah, they kind of reached out to our, our PR department and, okay. and uh, you know, they can reach out to me on social. I'm not on social media too much, but I happened to see a, a message. So I kind of organized it through our PR department and made it happen. It was good. And they met Leon too, didn't they? Yeah. 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 yeah Leon's great ambassador for for Germans and especially German hockey. So uh, I'm sure they were, they were really excited to meet him too. Yeah, good stuff there for Devon Shore. He went and met them after yesterday's game. Leon uh, mingled with them after the game against uh, Ottawa, but uh, good for Shore. Had some fans in the group of, uh, of Germans visiting Rogers Place, and he went and caught up with them after the game. You may have seen some of that stuff posted or, or, or seen what uh, Oilers Nation was doing with those guys, which is pretty cool. Yeah, Devon Shore on a nice little run here, usually with Derek Ryan and Ryan McLeod, though McLeod out uh, last game and uh, not going to play tomorrow. We might not see him for a few games here. Uh, Jay Woodcroft uh, as well commented on the success of uh, the bottom six lately. I think it comes down to work to keep plays alive. Um, you know, they win a lot of loose puck races. Um, they also try and play towards a structure on offense that we try and preach. Um, not one on the outside where you're kind of circling around the periphery, but uh, mindset to shoot to break other teams down and then and then win the rebound race. Um, you know, I think you, you nailed it, Reed, in that it's not always about uh, the goal that goes in. Sometimes it's about creating momentum for your team. Sometimes it's about um, making another team defend. You know, I think a really good example of that was uh, the shift before the first goal yesterday. 
uh, it's almost like we built a goal. And the way, you know, one line went out and they hemmed the other team in, um, you know, we were able to get a quick line change. We went up quick uh, a couple times and it led to Fogel's goal. So I think that's a great example of that. Yeah, sustained pressure, kind of like driving the ball in football, right? You got to wear that other team down and the depth guys have been able to do that more often than not lately. Fan favorite here with the Oilers. He's now played 24 games in the NHL. Big Vinny DeHarnay uh, commented on his NHL career so far. I don't think I've changed anything in my routine or, or the way I see games. Uh, I think they see it the same way. But obviously, I think I feel more and more comfortable on the ice. Uh, I think I, uh, I have a little bit more poise uh, with the puck. I like to make more, uh, better plays, more plays, and then just uh, throw it everywhere. Uh, so I think I'm, I'm learning. I'm uh, I, like guys like Ekholm, like coming in. Like I've learned so much from him already. It's been two weeks, and just just the way he breaks out the puck and uses the net, and um, so all the small things I try to. To just you know, just be a sponge, just learn from from uh, those guys. They have so much experience that I can, I can get from them. So that's uh, yeah, 24 games in, and it flew by. You know, if it still feels like like yesterday was my first game, uh, but I try to enjoy every moment. And you know, at the end of the day, I want to win. I'm I'm here to help the team win. That's it. All right, that is uh, Big Vinny, as a lot of people call him, DeHarnay of your Edmonton Oilers. So I will join you at 12:30 tomorrow afternoon. For the City Ford Faceoff Show, Oilers and the Tentacle team going to drop the puck at 2. We got it all for you here on 6.30 Jet. Oil Kings down 3-1 to Medicine Hat after the first. I've been here at Rogers Place for Inside Sports tonight. Golden Bears against Prince Edward Island in the national semifinal tomorrow in Charlottetown. That's a 4 o'clock Mountain Time start. Big thanks to Dave Campbell. He's the producer of Inside Sports. Kellen Kennedy, the or you're not Kellen, Angie Quinnell, the studio producer this evening. Sorry, Angie. My name's Reed. Thanks for listening. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.